Welcome back to the Fast Break, episode 148. And today we're going to be going over the NBA Finals game, uh, game three, four, and five, I believe. It, uh, I think it's just four and five. We did three last week. All right, just four and five then. So uh, we're actually recording this right as game six is starting. So we're going to try to get in the prediction without looking at how the game has started. So, Aaron, what are your, just, what are your first thoughts on the Bucs uh, coming back, taking three straight? I think that games four and five have been really, really amazing games. I mean, game four was thrilling. Like, that's been uh, one of the best games I've seen. Obviously, last year, Lakers Heat didn't ha- really have any classic moments, even the year before. Obviously, the Kawhi shot was in the series before, but then the Warriors just kind of fell apart. wasn't anything that crazy. But this has really been an amazing series. Bucks have the chance to win four straight here, which really doesn't happen often. And it was looking bleak for them uh, after two games. But there's just been some great performances. Giannis has been incredible. Uh, he had the block in game four, then the alley-oop dunk in game five, which are, not, if not the two best moments of his career, definitely up there. Uh, definitely up there in, like, all-time finals plays, too. So it's been really fun to watch. And uh, I'm excited to see what – uh, comes in game six. I mean, the Bucks are up six to two, so it looks like uh, it's pretty much over, but uh, we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, I agree. And my opinion is this is the uh, the best final since the 2016 Cavs Warriors. 2019 Warriors Raptors was good, uh, but it wasn't a great finals because of the injuries. Um, but last year was kind of boring. It was the, the end of the long bubble, and the last two Cavs Warriors weren't very interesting. Um, but this year, right, games four and five were, were incredible games. The only thing I think we're missing from that is they were really good fourth quarter games, although the Bucks pulled away with about two minutes left, and there was never really oh the Suns. I, I guess the Suns kind of made a run um, until the, the Drew Holiday steal, but we still haven't had. Uh, I think you were complaining about it earlier in the playoffs. We haven't had that last second shot or a shot with two or three seconds left um, that put the team ahead. So I'm hoping we we get that tonight, whether it clinches the series or forces Game Seven. Um, but yeah, these have been two great games. Uh, yeah, it's been really fun to watch. Game four, in my opinion, was uh, was game four or game five, the holiday steal. Now I'm blanking. No, five was the holiday steal. Game four was Booker to Aiton Oop, Giannis blocks, and then uh, the Pat Connington three in the corner. I mean, we can talk about game four for a minute to start. That was the game that the Bucks were really trailing pretty much the whole game. They come yeah, back right. in the last, like, four minutes, maybe five minutes, couple big shots. Uh, really crazy shots, really, to get into it. But it was their defense that was, like, um, just kind of letting them hold on. They were always kind of trailing, but I guess it was kind of that defense wins championships mentality. Like, Drew Holiday was four for 20. Giannis only had 20 points, but they were just able to stop the Suns from making shots. Chris Paul has been pretty bad. He's ha- He had 17 turnovers in the first four games, and he uh, often is – player prides himself on having one or two turnovers if any so uh he's been rough but it's the bucks also had a lot of problems they were just able to kind of stay within uh reach this game had 11 ties nine lead changes uh booker was in foul trouble uh came back in towards the end but it it was it was a really good game it's just uh you're right neither of these games have actually really been close throughout game five two Suns were at an e, uh, early lead, and the Bucks kind of just came back and stayed ahead. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see if that happens tonight. But both games have just had really great fourth quarters. Yeah, game five was the Suns got up 16, then the Bucks got up by 12 late. Um, in my opinion, the best game of this playoffs was game seven, Bucks 
Nets, where it was really a two-point game the entire way. Team just trading stops and trading buckets. That's what I hope we can get in game six or seven. Uh, yeah, game four, you're right. I was watching that the whole way thinking, well, we're going to have a 3-1 lead. The Suns can close out on their home court. And then it just, you're right, the defense kept them in it. It wasn't like they started making a ton more shots. They just, they, a lot of times you see a team when you're, when you're not making shots in the game like that, just they give up on defense. But um, the, the Bucks really hung in there. And then game five, you're right. Uh, it was really interesting. Down the stretch, I was thinking, what Drew Holiday made a great defensive play. And I was like, oh, that's so stupid throwing up to Giannis. Um, you, I mean, you could have held it out for two free throws, but any other time in the game, you're going to give it to your seven footer to jump over the six footer. So, right. um, kind of risky play, but it probably still a smart play in that situation. The Bucks just haven't been great in the half court. They kind of have won with their uh, kind of getting turnovers. I think game four, they had 17 or the Suns had 17 turnovers, a bunch of points off to turnovers. And uh, if Giannis just catches it or something like that, then we're getting into the foul game. Bucks have not been great from the free throw line. You don't want to lose off of Giannis free throws. So I think it was worse to take the uh, worth it to take the risk. Obviously Drew Holiday could have just like slowed down, dribbled the ball out, waited for a foul. But obviously with the Chris Paul and one there too, like, uh, it was obviously uh, not even like a perfect pass, I think. It was really an incredible play by Giannis. But there's a lot of ways that game could have gone. I think Chris Paul, I think, hit a three a couple possessions earlier. So it, it was it really could have gone either way. But I, just it was that one play that sealed it. Yeah, the Bucks are getting really late in the shot clock, often in the half court. And you're seeing Chris Middleton bail them out sometimes. They're not running great sets. And I think the, you got to give the Suns credit. They're playing good defense to keep Giannis out. Uh, out of what he wants to do. He hasn't been taking as many perimeter jump shots this series, really just trying to force his way uh, into the interior and get to the foul line. Um, but Chris Middleton's made some really tough shots, some just incredible fadeaways contested from right right beyond the arc. Um, yeah, you're right. That was a great play by Giannis there. Um, it, it wasn't a good pass looking back on it because he kind of had to duck under the backboard, which is how, how frequently athletic he is. Um, but at the end of game five, I was thinking, oh, the Suns are going to win this. The Bucs are kind of collapsing here. So I, I think the Bucs have kind of surprised everybody with uh, kind of their their calm and collective behavior, just staying staying more reserved from the end of the games. You expected that out of the veteran Suns more so than the Bucs. Yeah, the Suns or the Bucs have really just been pushing it inside and playing the way they want. And even when they're playing from behind, they keep playing their way and they're not making adjustments. I think Giannis is obviously the finals MVP if the Bucs win. Uh, Chris Middleton hasn't been great. Drew Holiday hasn't been great offensively either. Of course, game five, he did have uh, some big shots and scored uh, more than he had uh, in the series yet. But it's really Drew Holiday's defense has been incredible. Like it wasn't just that steal, but uh, Chris Paul, the turnovers, not scoring a lot of points. I think he had 10 points in game four, which is just you can't do that uh, as potentially the star player in a finals game. And I think a lot of that is the Drew Holiday defense and really just overall the Bucks defense. I mean, uh, people may question why P.J. Tucker is playing 30 minutes when he's scoring zero or three points, but it's just the defense and the hustle and getting the offensive rebounds. And even though he may not be the biggest scoring threat and he may just sit in the corner, uh, the Bucks have just really – tried to play bully ball and just trying to get turnovers and steal and stuff like that. And it seems to be working for them so far. Yeah. Really a contrast of styles. Uh, two teams from personnel standpoint are kind of similar with the exception of Giannis and Giannis really changed the series. I've seen people that uh, 
that say Giannis should win Finals MVP even, even if they lose. Although uh, I doubt that will happen. No way. Yeah. He's not as deserving as some other guys who've been considered in the past. Um, I, I really don't think we'll ever see it again uh, since Jerry West, unless if we have someone with an outstanding series that completely carries their team there. Um, yeah, we'll see. I, I, I think the Bucks are going to win tonight in, in game six. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on how tonight's game will unfold? Was your original prediction Bucks and six or was it seven? I can't remember. My original seven and Bucks and seven. My original prediction, I think I did it with Chase. But it was Bucks and six or seven, and then we talked last week. Suns were up, uh, or Suns were up two one, and I was I, I said Suns and six. I kind of regret making that pick. Uh, I, I also think I expect the Bucks to win this game, win four straight. I think ever since Game Four, they've just looked really incredible. I have a statistic here. It's been uh, thirty six years since we went to the seven game format, and teams up three one in the finals are 35 and one, obviously only one time uh, with that LeBron Cavs team has a team come back from three, one. So uh, that was as pivotal as a game can be. I think the bucks really need to win that game, but ever since then they have just kind of had a head of steam and continued and uh, played well. Obviously all these just uh, parts are playing well. Uh, obviously Giannis is the final MVP, but you mentioned it earlier. Uh, if the, if the Suns do end up winning the series, I think I said earlier, if they win the series, Chris Paul is going to win finals MVP no matter what. Uh, he, All the media loves him. All the fans love him. Any kind of popularity contest is always going to be his. But he has just been really bad, and Devin Booker has been historically good. I mean, he had back-to-back 40 points in losses, which is the first time ever. You want to talk about Giannis being good and losing games. Devin Booker has been incredible. I think he had – the most points ever for a first-time playoff player across the whole playoffs, these incredible statistics, and he's just been really, really good. Uh, he did have foul trouble in game four. He has been getting some uh, weird fouls. He had the foul that wasn't called in game four also that definitely was a foul and would have fouled him out, uh, trouble in that game. But he's just been so good. Uh, it's good to highlight him. I think early in the year, if you look at our position rankings, I, I I don't remember where he was, but he was definitely behind players like Donovan Mitchell or uh, I don't know. I probably even behind like CJ McCollum and all these shooting guards where uh, we think of them being more established, but Devin Booker is showing that he can be a star and he could win the finals MVP if the do, if the Suns do pull it out. Yeah. Well, from a, a statistical or, intangible standpoint. I think Devin Booker's always been ahead of those guys, but he just, before this year, he's never been on a mediocre team. He's always been on a team that was bottom of the Western Conference. So kind of their rise this year was incredible. I think in our preseason pick, I think, uh, I know I had them like seventh or eighth. I think Goldie had them 11th and you had them eighth or ninth. Yeah. So no one, no one saw this coming. Yeah, I, I still believe it, if they win, it's Chris Paul's MVP, even yeah. though it, it really should be Devin Booker's. He's been like you said, historically good and historically valuable, keeping his team in some of these games. I wanted to do a highlight how kind of like the pressure in this series can, in all playoff series, can change so quickly. If if the Bucks don't win game four, it's all the pressure's on them down 3-1 going on the road. Um, but the Suns lose that game, it's 2-2. Now you, gotta, you, have to, you have to defend your home court. And even tonight, I think obviously it's must win for the Suns because they lose the season's over. 
But the Bucks, if they lose this game, I don't like their chances to win two straight in Phoenix. So it's also kind of a must win for them. Yeah, game five, it was the first um, game that was won on the road. The Bucks won in the Phoenix crowd, which is uh, – it, it was incredible. The fans are going crazy. But it was, a, it was another game that they really needed to have the momentum. And they were able to just kind of silence the crowd and kind of ignore it. Whereas when the Suns were playing in the Bucks stadium, it seemed like they were getting them. I mean, it was all the turnovers. It was all the bad plays. They didn't know what they were doing. They were just kind of on the spot trying to decide – in, in the spur of the moment. And I guess you would expect the established Chris Paul to be doing stuff like that. I keep kind of hating on him. He's been fine. If they win, he's going to win finals MVP just because of his legacy and everything. But I think that uh, it's just the, these teams have both kind of been doubted. I mean, Giannis won the back-to-back finals MVP and people are still saying he can't do it in the playoffs. And the Suns, yeah, I mean, they were absolute bottom of the standings. No one expected of them. People were downing Devin Booker because he was getting points on a bad team in the Bradley Beal situation, but maybe not even uh, as uh, regarded as nice as he is. Uh, poor wording there. But I think that the Bucks have come back from just as much adversity, uh, losing in the Western Conference Finals or second round year after year. And the Bucs, uh, it, it is their first year in this situation. I think that they have an opportunity to come back and prove it, but uh, I'm not sure uh, how good of a chance they'll have considering a lot of other teams in the West will be back also. Yeah, it's also been kind of weird how valuable Dario Saris has been because uh, their their big men play aside from Aiden has been very bad since he went down. Saris doesn't get enough credit. Uh, he doesn't really miss open shots. If he When he gets his opportunity, he takes, he takes them most of the time. He's going to make those shots. He's a solid rebounder, really uh, took a lot of pressure off the under Aiden knowing he could he could rest and recover during the game. But uh, Frank Kaminsky has been terrible. Uh, Jay Crowder has been below average and below what we saw earlier on the postseason from him. Um, so Dario Saric uh, being the being a good backup for six-man off bench for them, uh, missing him has really hurt, hurt the Suns, I think. Well, I mean, Saric really had to be a five. I mean, Frank Kaminsky is absolutely terrible. He's unplayable, really. And – DeAndre Ayton, I mean, he was a first overall pick just a couple years ago. And so he, he's a younger player. You can't play him 48 minutes. And those minutes that he is out, the Bucks are absolutely dominating the Suns. It's just uh, they're getting whatever they want with no big. You can't have Jay Crowder guarding, guarding Giannis. And so it, it's really messing them up. The Bucks have all this height. They have Bobby Portis. They have Brooke Lopez. These starting caliber bigs that are all really good. And they can get inside and just force them in. And DeAndre Ayton sometimes can't even handle all of them. There's been plays where Giannis is just backing down to the basket and getting these little hook shots, little flick shots over Ayton, and there's nothing they can do. So that strategy is something that not many teams are doing, but the Bucs have just kind of resorted back to what they do best, and it's won them three straight. Yeah, it's a kind of simple but really wise game plan for Mike Budenholzer. Just it's uh, old, just if you're bigger, use your height and – uh, they've got two guards who, although haven't been great this series, can handle the load. And then you've got two or three guys that are seven feet tall. Obviously, Brooke Lopez can stretch the floor, but uh, really haven't seen a team like the Bucks who will play three seven-footers who can play on the perimeter at one time. Bobby Porter is probably 6'9". Um, Brooke Lopez and Giannis are both seven feet tall. It's, it's a weird lineup that, that they throw out there sometimes, but it's given the Suns fits even when they have Aiden out there, because he's, he's their only big man. Crowder's probably 6'7". 
Yeah, and the Bucks have the the bigs that can shoot too. I mean, Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis are really good shooters. Bobby Portis is always near the top of the league in percentage, um, just just played by that stat. But even when Dario Sarks was there, he, he he I don't know if he can even compete with Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez. It's just how deep this Bucks team and how all in they've been. They traded like four first round picks for Drew Holiday, so it it just shows how devoted they've been to this team and uh, how consistent. They, they've they've been in wanting to build and they have they've all these parts that are also chipping in you have your your other guys like uh even pat connington and i mentioned pj tucker they got pj tucker for like a second round pick and now he's starting in the nba finals and giving them hustle plays and stuff like that so it, it's just shown uh how how much their role players are helping uh dante divincenzo has been out i think if he was in the starting lineup like he was in the regular season they could have won uh, they, they could have been dominant from the start and we might be having completely different perspective because he, he, he was actually really good. I mean, I, I don't have his numbers up here, but I think he averaged around 15 points per game and uh, just another shooter, smaller guy who maybe the Suns could have taken advantage of, but uh, obviously wouldn't have hurt them. So I, I think he that was, he was the Bucks best premier defender. So missing yeah. him was huge for the Bucks. Really good three and D guy. Yeah, I, I think the Suns, the, the, while they uh, have depth and they have players that aren't actively hurting them, it's it's not at the same level. It's Cam Johnson and Cameron Payne, and Cameron Payne kind of had a breakout playoffs, but he's been waived by two teams in the past two years. He's never had any playoff experience, so it, it's hard for him to be the backup point guard um, when he's competing against uh, players that are just at kind of a higher level than he's ever had to compete with. Yeah, he's also undersized, and Hasn't made any as many minutes for Monty Williams in the finals, but still been making a pretty solid impact. So say the Bucks, say the Suns win the night. Who do you take in seven? Um, I, I think I'd take the Bucks again. Um, they they've just looked so good, and that's kind of what we, we've been talking about uh the whole episode. But the the Suns have it's not like they've been terrible. Devin Booker could score 40 points again and win, and it wouldn't be terribly surprising, but it's been a really close series. I don't know when the last time we had such evenly matched teams has been. Uh, most of those Cavs, I mean, the Cavs won that one year, but if looking on paper or even on the court, they were they were sorely mismatched. And the Warriors, Raptors, the Warriors were also probably a better team. It's just injuries. But both these teams have been even from the jump, and, and it's just showing. So I, I really think it could go either way. Yep, I think if I think this truly is a must win for the Bucks tonight. I don't think Phoenix loses again at home. So um, let's. Uh, I hope we have a good game tonight. Any last thoughts or final predictions on court wise for tonight? I mean, the Bucks are up ten right now. It's looking good for them. Uh, I think no, no one on no one on the Suns is more than three points, and Giannis already is ten. So uh, looks like they're uh, probably the favorites coming out of it. But we'll see what happens. Obviously. Both games have had some big fourth quarter swings, so hopefully you have another close one tonight. Yep, agree. It looks like the first quarter just ended, Bucks up 13. So that's all we got for today. If uh, this might be the last time for this 2020-2021 NBA season, uh, it's been a good, I, I guess, officially our first NBA season. So if it tonight's the end, uh, we'll be back with maybe uh, season two or just keep rolling with this season. So we appreciate you listening, we'll see you today, and we'll see you tomorrow.